0: An Introduction, Forty Years Ago, by John Irving Twenty years ago, which was twenty years after The World According to Garp was published, I wrote an afterword to the novel. Rewriting is the unglamorous part of creating, but revision is essential for clarity. In rewriting this new introduction to Garp, of course I found things to cut or change in that 1998 afterword and i found a lot of necessary things to add in retrospect it's unnecessary to say that garp is a worst case scenario or that i'm a doomsayer novelist but in 1972 to 75 when i was teaching at the writers workshop in iowa city where i began writing garp i was worried that the subject of sexual hatred of intolerance of sexual minorities and sexual differences would be outdated before i finished the novel In 1976-77, when I was living in Massachusetts and Vermont, where I finished GARP, it was inconceivable to me that the sexual violence I was writing about would long endure. In short, I thought sexual discrimination was too backward and too stupid to last. In 1978, when GARP was published, I thought I'd written a period piece. GARP is an angry and a comic novel, a feminist novel and an ode to the women's movement, which is at once exalted and satirized. But above all, I thought, GARP is a period piece. I was wrong. The world according to GARP isn't prescient, but sexual hatred hasn't gone away. It's not good news that GARP is still relevant. We should be ashamed that sexual intolerance is still tolerated, but it is. My eldest child, Colin, who is now 53, was 12 when he first read Garp, in manuscript, and with me awaiting his reaction. There are scenes that are unsuitable for 12-year-olds. Although Garp was my fourth novel, it was the first one Colin could read. I remember feeling proud but nervous at the prospect of being judged by one of my children. That the book was dedicated to Colin and to his younger brother, Brendan, made the moment more tense. Everyone knows the two most common questions that are asked of any novelist. What is your book about, and is it autobiographical? These questions and their answers have never been of compelling interest to me. If it's a good novel, the questions and the answers are irrelevant. Yet while my 12-year-old son was reading GARP, I anticipated that these were the questions he would ask me, and I thought very hard about how I might answer him. Now, 40 years later, having written 14 novels, it is obvious to me that I have never thought as hard about my answers to those irrelevant questions as I did when Colin was reading GARP. While Colin kept reading, I agonized over what the novel was about. To my horror, and full of self-loathing, I jumped to the conclusion that the book was about the temptations of lust. Lust leads just about everyone to a miserable end. There is a chapter called More Lust, as if there weren't enough already. I was ashamed of how much lust was in the book, not to mention how punitive a novel I thought it was. Every character in the story who indulges his or her lust is severely punished. Among the culprits and the victims, mutilations abound. Characters lose eyes and arms and tongues, even penises. It had seemed at the time when I was beginning the novel, that the polarization of the sexes was a dominant theme. The story was about men and women growing further apart. Look at the plot. A remarkable, albeit outspoken woman, Garp's mother, Jenny Fields, is killed by a lunatic male who hates women. Garp himself is assassinated by a lunatic female who hates men. Garp is a sexual assassination story. In this dirty-minded world, Jenny thinks, you're either somebody's wife or somebody's whore, or fast on your way to becoming one or the other. If you don't fit either category, then everyone tries to make you think there is something wrong with you. But there is nothing wrong with Garp's mother. In her autobiography, Jenny writes, I wanted a job and I wanted to live alone. That made me a sexual suspect. Then I wanted a baby, but I didn't wanna have to share my body or my life to have one. That made me a sexual suspect too. Being what she calls a sexual suspect who becomes a feminist icon makes Jenny a target of misogynists, just as Garp, her son, becomes a target of radical feminists. The principal point about Garp's mother is stated in the first chapter. Jenny Fields discovered that you got more respect from shocking other people than you got from trying to live your own life with a little privacy.